blessing is passing on to man the same power God used to create. It didn't make any difference where you end up when you got the blessing. Wherever you go, that place is going to be blessed. That's the authority that you carry as a believer. The miraculous should become normal, and we should walk in the supernatural every day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am, I am the resurrection. The resurrection was not a place. The resurrection was a person. The Word of God is the resurrection. Jesus and the Word are one. The Word will raise up anything that's dead. If I ever take the Word and pour it on it, it will live again. We're talking about living in the supernatural. Basically, we're living on the level of the eternal. And the eternal says, I'm living on the level of my spirit. And if you notice anything about your spirit, your spirit, spiritual, natural things are controlled by the more powerful world of the spirit. How many of you know that? Yeah. Jesus said, my words, John 6, 63, they are spirit and they are life. Jesus spoke to a fig tree and he spoke to it and he released words. Now words are spirit. And notice what happened. The natural uh, circumstances obeyed him because he was operating from a higher place, a higher dominion or, or um, dimension. And so this living in the supernatural is something that the earth is crying out for. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon this earth. So Adam had dominion over all the earth, everything. So he had dominion. He had rulership over it, authority over it. And God blessed him. That blessing is not God communicating with Adam. It's God transferring power. So he blessed it and said to him, okay? He was transferring power when he did that. So now Adam's functioning all this power but now here comes the devil and he comes, seduces Adam. And then Adam listens and Eve eats of this tree that was forbidden and Adam eats of it. And next thing you know, um, Adam and Eve go and hit, hide themselves running from God. They were fearful. Fearful was not manifested in them before this happened. And the next thing you know is God called out to Adam, where art thou? And it wasn't asking him about his location. He was asking him about his position because he had lost the headship. But now God got it back for him. Matter of fact, God began to now speak the same dominion uh, because now Satan was at the top and now things, mankind was under Satan. But now God never planned it to be that way because God had given man dominion over all the works of his hands. And angels, which Satan is a fallen angel, are the works of God's hands. But once mankind sinned, he came under this um, demonic, uh, angelic being and now is being subject to him and under the control of him. And the enemy, Satan, is using mankind to build for him, to, to put up a system out here called Babylon that is not the system of God at all. 
It's a system that they're trying to keep God out of. Now, here comes God back again. He comes back and speaks it through Noah. And look at Genesis chapter 9 and verse 1. And God blessed Noah, here you go again, and his sons, and said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. So now God is putting his blessing back in the earth. And then he comes, and a man named Nimrod was raised up who was against God, and he formed, he was the first king against God, and he had people following him, and we call it Babylon, or Babylonian system. And this is that system that people, we get all our isms from, communism and socialism and capitalism. We get a lot of our isms from that. And so uh, now what we're saying is that uh, this Jesus is, is, is now coming soon. Jesus, and hundreds of years later, thousands of years really, but Jesus is on his way. He's going to come back because God is setting it up so that he gets his son back in the earth. And so he finds a man named Abraham and he gets him and says, hey, you know, uh, I want you to um, follow me and I will make you, I will make you, I will make you, I will bless you. I'll make your name great. And by the way, you will be a blessing. So the way that you're going to operate for me is that you're going to meet the needs of other people and I'll make sure you have enough to do it and enough to bless you. Say amen to that. And so as God now is working through this man, uh, Abraham, Abraham left and departed. Let's go over there, please. Genesis chapter, he's trying to do this without the Genesis chapter 12. And let's just look at this. And over in Genesis chapter 12, he said in verse one, and the Lord said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I'll show you. And I'll make of you a great nation. And I'll bless you and make your name great and you'll be a blessing. And I'll bless them that bless you. I'll curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. Now notice what he did. He left as God had spoken unto him. Now he didn't know where he was going. Didn't have any brochure. Didn't have any maps or anything like that. He was just following God. Verse 6. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Marah. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give all this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain unto the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on his west and Ai on his east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. Now, why did he go on still toward the south? Because where he went didn't look like Eden to him. It didn't look like anything he wanted to live in. But now God has to teach Abraham that what's on his life is the blessing. And the blessing is designed to replenish the earth, to replenish the earth. You see, after man's sin, the earth is wearing out now. It's wearing out. But now God's given man the power to fix a planet that is wearing through the ages. And that same ability and power is able to fix us. It's able to do things for us. Now, I'm saying that Abraham was going to have to use his faith 
to make this land like it's supposed to be. Keep something right there, if you will. And let's turn with me over to Isaiah chapter 51. Isaiah chapter 51. Look at verse 1. Hearken unto me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock whence ye are hewed, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Look unto Abraham your who? Father, and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Wow. For the Lord shall comfort who? Zion. Zion, symbolic of the church. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like where? Eden. And her desert like where? The garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. So notice what God is doing with the blessing. The blessing is so powerful that that blessing can come into a, the worst situation that you can have and turn it into a garden of Eden. Say amen to that. It can take the hardest place that you can find, whether it's economically, whether it's socially, whether it doesn't make any difference, and it'll turn it into the Garden of Eden because that blessing is passing on to man the same power God used to create this whole thing. Glory to God. Didn't get many amens, but that's a powerful statement right there. So the blessing can come into your business and turn it all around. The blessing can come into your house and turn it all around. The blessing, the blessing, the blessing. So this blessing was something that the enemy was trying to get out of mankind, keep mankind from operating in this blessing because it doesn't operate except by faith. God does things by faith. Look at Abraham. Come back over here to Genesis again. Genesis chapter 13. Look what happened here. Verse 5, and Lot also, which went with Abraham, had flocks, herds, and tents. Now, Abraham was blessed in verse 2 with uh, cattle, silver, and gold. Notice he had cattle, silver, and gold. Notice Lot, Lot had what? Flocks, herds, and tents. Cattle, silver, and gold. Flocks, herds, and tents. Got that? All right. Everything that was pedigree went to the blessing person. And as Lot followed him, he got to spill over. See? So some folk get blessed just because they're following you. <laughs> got it? Look what it said in verse 7. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen. For we are brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee. Now, if you'll take the left hand, then I'll go to the right. Or if you'll depart to the right hand, then I'll go to the left. But Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered and everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. I'll stop right there. Now, why did Lot choose that land? Because it looked good. Well, what did Abraham say to relieve the, relieve, the, relieve the strife between them? He said, just choose what you want. If you take the right hand, 
I'll take the left. If you take the left hand, come on, I'll take the right. Now, why could he say that? Because he had the blessing. It didn't make any difference where you end up when you got the blessing. It makes no difference. Wherever you go, that place is going to be blessed. If you start releasing the blessing, start speaking the blessing over that place, start declaring the blessing, you're not coming into a community to curse anybody. You see a crack house there, you say to that house, you are blessed. Now you're calling down heaven upon the earth. And whatever's in there that's not supposed to be in there is going to get out. See, that's the authority that you carry as a believer. Say amen to that. So the whole earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So I wanted to just show you that. Well, you know, the land that Lot chose, what did it turn out to be? Sodom and Gomorrah. Notice the Canaanites were in there. Canaanite spiritual perversion. Notice they were in there. And notice it turned out that that was the most perverted place that it could to the point that God said, hey, shall I hold back from Abraham what I'm about to do to this place? So he had to go in there and get Lot out of there. Say amen to that. So it tells me that all your relatives that's in a bad place, God's going to get them out of there before he takes that place down. So what am I saying? In the blessing here, if you come all the way over here to Genesis and Genesis chapter 24, please, if you got it, have it, have it. Genesis chapter 24 and verse one. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham, Abraham in all things. Now look at some of the blessings because it's a material blessing on Abraham and some of the people who are in churches, you know, and preach it. Well, it's a spiritual blessing. Praise the Lord. No, no, no. The blessing of Abraham was material. He was not a spiritual man. We got our spiritual part through Jesus. We got the material part through Abraham. We are Abraham's seed. Just like God bless him, he's going to bless you. Look at verse 34. And he said, I am Abraham's servant. This is Eliezer. Verse 35, and the Lord had blessed my master how? Greatly. And he has become great and he has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and asses and so forth and so on. Hey, I look at that and I say, he's going to bless me the same way. I don't have no camels today, but I do have some airplanes. I don't have any, come on now. I don't have any, the, the gold and the silver. I need some banks to put it in. Come on now. I'm just saying God's going to bless you the same way he blessed Abraham. Say amen, because the same blessing is on you. So what I said is that you and I have been born again. We've been born again as eagles in a chicken yard, but you're not a chicken. You need to get your right identity. And I said that you, your name is God Jr. So as you go here and look at this, God is no longer looking at you and I as victims because if you know who you are and you walk into a place that Satan knows you know who you are and that God wants to do things through you that will, will take the enemy and this te- territories that Satan has established and has now his kingdom illegally possesses God is sending you to dispossess him. What a mouthful. God is sending you to dispossess him, whether it's on property or people. He is got to go. And the blessing is more powerful today than it was even in the garden. 
because when God restores things, he restores things better than he did at the first. And he's restored the blessing to mankind. And even the garden, the garden represented the worst condition man was going to be in because God says, I'll do exceedingly abundantly above, come on, all that you can ask or think. So I'm saying with you and I, as we meet together in the congregation, if we really know who we are, then miracles should break out. Miracles should be here. Why? Because it's not that somebody lay hands on you. It's just the glory. The glory comes in. What does the glory represent? It represents the atmosphere of heaven. And in heaven's atmosphere, no sickness is allowed. So the miraculous should become normal. Glory to God. And we should walk in the supernatural every day. Glory to God. That's good preaching right there. Now, where we got down to is Jesus. He said, pray thy kingdom come and thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So God plans for this earth to still be like heaven. When you see poverty, how he had the blessing to eradicate poverty and not only dismantle the poverty, but dismantle the system that got it there. That's systemic poverty and the things that keep it there and hold it there. All right. So we went on to the God factor, the God factor. Now this was kind of getting kind of deep here, praise God. In the God factor, we said that we have to make sure that we include God in whatever we do or whatever's going on in our lives. The word of God has resurrection power. Now let's go over and look at that again. <laughs> Let's go over to Romans, Romans chapter 8. And over in Romans chapter 8, he says here in verse 11, but the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, if it dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, make alive, restore life, to your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So the word replenish means to perpetually renew and supply. And when that blessing is working and the replenishing is going on in people's lives, in the Old Testament they lived a whole lot longer. And what we saw is that Abraham the Bible talked about him, or pardon me, Jacob, and the Bible talked about him coming down to Pharaoh. Let's go back there one more time, please. Genesis chapter 47. In Genesis chapter 47, it says here, when Jacob had brought his dad, uh, pardon me, Joseph had brought his dad, Jacob, down to Pharaoh, it says here in verse 7, let's start there, pick it up there. And Joseph brought in Jacob, his father, and set him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Jacob, how old are you? <laughs> now, obviously he asked him that for a reason. And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. 
Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been and have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. Now, who were his fathers? Abraham and Isaac. So Isaac was his dad. Abraham was his granddad. And Abraham lived 175 years. Now, what is happening here? So as we see this, we see that something happened that is trying to cut Jacob's life short. And I submit to you, one of the things that had happened is that he began to grieve about the loss of his son, Joseph. He actually thought that Joseph was dead. But how many of you know he wasn't dead? What had happened is the brothers had gotten jealous of him and sold him as a slave on a traveling with, to a traveling band of Ishmaelites going to Egypt. And Joseph wasn't dead at all. He was just being planted. Now, he has been grieving. And grief and faith come from two different sources. Got it? The Bible says in Isaiah 53, Jesus took our grief. And he took your grief because grief spirit will try to work its way into your life because grief means loss. And the spirit is designed to come in and cause loss. Remember when the man who was the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, you know the commandments, do not steal, do not kill, do not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother. He said, all that have I done for my youth. He said, well, one thing you lack, go your way, sell what you have, give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. Come on, take up the cross and follow me. And the Bible says, the man was sad at that saying, for he was grieved and went away. Now, my point to you is, notice he saw loss coming and grief is a sign of loss. The Bible says we as Christians are not a people without hope. Because when we leave the earth, the Bible doesn't call us dying, it calls us falling asleep. And when you do fall asleep, you just check out of the body you're in and to be absent from the body, come on, and to be present with the Lord. Well, I trust that you were blessed by that exciting teaching. Now, it's understanding the supernatural. And today's message is a part of a four-disc series. Now, there's three points I'd like you to take away from this teaching today. One is the blessing passed on to mankind is the same power God used to create the world. Now, that's powerful. I want you to note that. The blessing God used and passed on to Adam and mankind is the same power that he used to create the world. Secondly, 
that the authority of the believer calls heaven upon the earth. In other words, when you are in situations, you can speak to things, you can bind things, loose things, and do you know angels are standing by looking and waiting for commands so that they can carry out the will of the Father according to the authority of the words that you speak? So it's powerful. You're in a powerful place. So don't just get in a situation and start saying anything. <laughs> Always say the truth, and the truth is in the Word of God. And thirdly now, when you know who you are in Christ, miracles will manifest. Let me tell you, there's a boldness sometimes you need for miracles. Now, the, and, and a timid person is a fearful person, and you'll find that miracles just don't make it. But when you walk in the righteousness and the authority that you have in Jesus Christ and you begin to bless things or speak to things or cast out things, miracles start happening. Now, this is a time for the church. We want to move right on in to this supernatural realm that God has planned for us to operate in. So your announcer now is going to give you some important information on how you can order this powerful set of teachings, and I'll be right back. That blessing is passing on to man the same power God used to create. It didn't make any difference where you end up when you got the blessing. Wherever you go, that place is going to be blessed. That's the authority that you carry as a believer. The miraculous should become normal, and we should walk in the supernatural every day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am. I am the resurrection. The resurrection was not a place. The resurrection was a person. The Word of God is the resurrection. Jesus and the Word are one. The Word will raise up anything that's dead. If I ever take the Word and pour it on it, it will live again. Renew your mind to a new way of living in the power of the blessing and experience increase with Dr. Bill Winston's four-disc series entitled Understanding the Supernatural. To order on CD or DVD, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois 60303. Buy bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. Order your copy today of this four-disc series, Understanding the Supernatural. As Adam and Noah and Abraham were given the blessing to multiply and replenish this earth, so are we, the church, the sons of God. God transferred the power of the blessing to us. Remember what he says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. That's you and me. Praise God. So we are blessed so that we can be a blessing to other people. So we are now in a position that we can look at the worst conditions in the earth and actually through the blessing, turn it into the Garden of Eden. Isn't that powerful? Praise God. Now to exercise your blessing, you think about this, meditate on it. The Bible even says over in Isaiah that we can bless ourselves. In other words, bless your children before they go out to, to school. Or bless your husband, bless your wife. And when you get that food and you start, don't just say grace, bless the food. Praise God. You're energizing that thing. Make it to all impurities. Leave that food. 
Use the blessing and you'll be blessed. Praise God. Well, until next time, this is Bill Winston saying we love you and keep walking by faith. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to take the uncompromised Word of God to the whole world. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independently and have dominion to reign over this world system. Connect with us online at BillWinston.org. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast.